Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and you know what, Chris, it's Friday! Woo! It's Friday night! Oh, man. Hey, Chris, man, we missing each other again because I'm in the home studio. How are you doing? It's like every time I'm here, <laughs> you're not in the studio, and every time you're in the studio, I'm not here. That's okay, man. You know, I... I I plan on being uh, in San Diego pretty much the whole month of August and September. So you might have to come down to the studio if you I know, out. man. You know, so how you been, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. I am doing well. The question is, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic, man. We've been in, in this beautiful uh, state of California, our San Diego home. So I'm in my uh, Temecula studio tonight. And uh I tell you, we got a great show because there's no better way to kick off a Friday uh, with, you know, other than you got to play a little jazz and you, you got to, uh, I mean, you, you just got to sit back and unwind and relax. And I tell you, we got a fantastic guest tonight. And uh, she uh, is a former educator that is now a musician, artist, and Man, she got a beautiful voice, man. And uh, I think she, I tell you, listen to the audience, listen to this. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. We are excited. You forgot one of the eight. I did not. <laughs> How you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great. Happy Friday, James. And um, I'm just psyched about this amazing guest being on the show today and, um, She's got a lot to say about her background as an educator and being a, a musical artist. So we are pumped up. We're pumped up. And, uh, hey, Chris, before we even, uh, well, i tell you what, I'm, I'm going to give them the purpose of the show first. And then we're going to read a bio. And then we're going to hit up a little bit of her song. But, Michelle, what's the purpose of tonight's show? purpose of tonight's show is getting to know the backstory of Anna Devine Sullivan, Learn about her background working within the educational system. Hear her thoughts about the educational system and working with children. Learning why being a public servant has inspired and impacted her life. And learn about her career within the music industry. Can you just introduce this great guest before Chris uh, kind of, you know, give us a little tad bit of what she can do? Yes. Anna Divine Sullivan is living a fulfilled life, balancing family, social activities, and retirement from previous careers in preschool elementary education. Now Anna is on a roll to become a full-time vocal entertainer. Anna plans to step full throttle into her God-given destiny through performances, recordings, interviews, and whatever avenues time will permit her to leave an indelible life print. Anna is a native of Atlanta. She began singing professionally at age 14. Music is her passion. It is the art form which brings people of all races and backgrounds together. Per Anna, I'm so glad the creator has blessed me with this gift. 
Wow. Uh, I tell you what, Chris, before we even bring this young lady on, can you just, uh, can, can you give me 30 seconds? Uh, I can give you 30 seconds. Okay. All right, check this out. want to give away too much right now <laughs> you know Anna welcome to the show how you doing today I am doing fabulous it's an absolute pleasure having you on and uh, I, I tell you we getting ready to have some fun on a Friday night going into the weekend so uh, Anna can you tell our listening audience where you grew up and what was Life growing up in the South. Well, just like Michelle said, I am a native of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, as we say, true ATLian. Thanks to Outcast, they you know they pinned that uh, one for us, ATLian. But needless to say, it was wonderful growing up here in Atlanta. Uh, you know, the home of where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Ralph David Abernathy and Andrew Young, and so many of the civil rights um, activists, uh, C.T. Vivian, I can go on and on and on. Uh, of course, I never got the opportunity to uh, do any marches or anything. You know, I just kind of saw my mom and my dad and my grandmother. Uh, I remember um, my grandmother telling me the story of how she met Julian Bond. And Julian Bond, of course, was on his way to uh, one of the uh, civil rights, uh, I guess, uh, activist uh, events that they were having. And my grandmother happened to be in his, near the corner where he was standing, and he needed a ride, and she picked him up. And that was, a, you know, a moment in history. Uh, you know, of course, I, like I said, I didn't have the opportunity to be involved in the civil rights movement like some of the people that I have met along the way who were, you know, children marching, uh, during that time of the civil rights movement. Uh, but, of course, you know, we, we all knew too well who Martin Luther King was and what he stood for and all of the people that marched with him. But, you know, the, those times uh, when I growing up in Atlanta, my parents pretty much sheltered us, you know, from a whole lot of the uh, issues with the, you know, the colored water fountain. You know, I don't remember any of that, even though I was born in 1960. Um, I don't re recall, you know, seeing those signs. Um, we were just pretty much, you know, in our own little community, and my parents just kind of protected us and other family members, and, you know, just made sure that we didn't have to deal with all of that. Well, Anna Devine Sullivan is a resilient, a very strong and motivated woman who uh, is always out seeking new opportunities to grow and to, you know, do whatever it takes to make uh, other people's lives more meaningful as well as my own and my family. That is who Anna Devine Sullivan is. And I believe what makes me unique is that I have a special ability. Uh, I have some great interpersonal skills. You know, a lot of people, uh, 
you come in contact with, you know, they have issues with other people. Uh, I, I just feel like God has given me a special gift uh, to know people and to understand people and to tolerate, even though sometimes, you know, you don't always uh, like the opinions of other people, but you tolerate who they are and you understand who they are in order for you to get a specific job done. You mentioned tolerate. That's, that's, uh, and what I do in my speaking engagements, I always talk about toleration because, um, I mean, even like anything that you do, most people are looking for 100%. Uh, even in, in, in a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, and wife, they're looking for 100%. Uh, and sometimes everything is about toleration. You, you, you get 80, 85%, but can you tolerate the other <laughs> 15 or whatever that is? So that was a great point that you brought up. And, um, you know, wow, I mean, uh, Julian Bond, uh, one of the civil rights uh, heroes uh, yeah. of all times, you know. So uh, that's that's something uh, uh, big. Yes. So Anna, what were some of your fondest childhood memories and childhood aspirations? Ooh, my favorite one. It's not going to be about playing. Well, you know, I played base, baseball and football and. Uh, basketball, I was the tomboy of the community, and none of the boys wanted to play with me because I was the roughest. <laughs> we don't want her on our team. She's too rough. <laughs> so that was one fun memory of, you know, hanging out, you know, with the boys. And, and my only brother, of course, I was always with him, and we, we were like two peas in a pot. And uh, so I always wanted, you know, to be um, – I wanted to do the guy stuff. I didn't want to do the – the girl stuff because I was like the guys are having more fun than the girls you know they, they shoot marbles and stuff like that so that's what I did growing up in my community with my brother and then of course my favorite pastime as a child uh, if you've never eaten Georgia red dirt uh, you've missed a treat Yes. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, you know, I, uh, did you I, say I, 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 I want to I talk about that one because uh, <laughs> I have eaten Georgia red dirt, and we thought some some of us thought it was food. <laughs> you know, what I'm about. Uh, but uh, we're gonna have to take a station break. And Chris, can you take us okay. out with with with, with some of uh, animal music? There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. 
We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, we're having fun already. Uh, uh, we're talking with Anna, and, uh, you know, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 Three, four, four, eleven, seven. Chris, can I can I get a little bit more of that music? Absolutely. Before, before we start talking about red dirt again. Wow, man. This, hey, Chris, you're you going to force me into using my DJ voice tonight. We got <laughs> Anna Solomon. You know, I man, I tell you, she is bringing it. You know, you know so uh, again, listen, audience, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 888 Anna, continue what you were talking about, what makes you unique about yourself and your childhood memories. And you mentioned red dirt. Can you finish... Um, Explaining what that is? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, the infamous red dirt in Georgia. Uh, we lived in a, uh, on the west side of Atlanta, and there was an embankment. And, of course, you know, when it rained, the dirt smelled the best. James know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. The dirt <laughs> smelled the best, and we would go <laughs> take a handful of dirt, and we would start eating it. Now, there's a lot of rich minerals in that dirt, okay? It didn't hurt you, okay? If anything, it helped, helped you a lot. We didn't have to worry about, you know, little worms and all that kind of stuff getting in the way. But the dirt had a lot of minerals in it, and uh, that was something that uh, people from the South gave their children, 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We you had know. it firsthand. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, you, you, I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and just in case you didn't know. So uh, just an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes away from uh, Atlanta yeah. and, and about five minutes away from the Georgia state line. So the dirt start getting redder as you get closer to the Georgia state line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. And it was good for cleaning your system out. That was the key, to Absolutely. clean your system out. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, Anna, Anna, okay, so yes, we're going to change a little bit. Can you discuss your professional background in education, and how would you compare education then to now? Okay, well, my, uh, altogether, I actually have about 40 years of working with children. I Hold on, hold on, hold on, Anna. I, 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 I didn't think you was uh, no more than 30, 35 years old. <laughs> okay, I'm telling my age, right? Well, they need to know. They need to know. This is what happens when you take care of yourself. This Absolutely. is this is how good you will look when you're 60. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're 60. Uh, but needless to say, I started out, uh, I have an associate degree uh, in child development, and I started in the daycare sector um, uh, maybe around 1981 and did it for about 12 years. And then I decided, you know what, I'm not going to work uh, with the preschool, the daycare anymore. I want to go into the public school and really make a, a greater impact on our children, you know, provide them with uh, all of the experience that I've, uh, you know, earned throughout my tenure. So I went into the school system and started working with kindergartners first, and then it went on from all of the grade levels up until sixth grade, that was with DeKalb County School System. And that was uh, around 1990, ooh, 1992. And from there, I got into uh, a few years later, maybe around 2000, my boss comes to me, uh, Mr. Williams, rest in peace. He can't come to me and ask me if I could uh, do special education. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll be crying every day. He's like, no, you can do it. He said, I've seen what you've done with these children. He said, you will, be, you will make an even greater impact working with the special needs uh, population. So once I you know, got involved, um, I just went full steam ahead and had to learn about the different you know, degrees of behaviors, you know, uh, behavior disorder, EBD, emotional behavior disorder, autism. I knew nothing about it. I, the training that I received uh, did not give me enough, so I really had to uh, kind of research everything myself. So uh, also children with vis visual and uh, physical impairments as well as learning disabled, ADHD, which will, of course, would be attention uh, uh, deficit disorder. Uh, hyper disorder, excuse me, and then ADD children. So after that, I did it for, you know, 2000 up until I retired, uh, February 26, 2021. Wow. That was my life. I, and I, I loved I, I, it. I swear, I didn't, I, 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 if you wouldn't have told your age, I, I would have never guessed it. But I, I got another question. How is teaching back then uh, different than uh, uh, today? Uh, we've got so many changes. We've got so many rules and regulations. So, yes. do, so what's the, what do you find that's uh, most different than when you first started doing that? Well, when I first started doing it, you know, teachers were allowed a lot of creativity. They 
pretty much made up their own, even though there was a curriculum designed for them to follow. Uh, the, you know, the state uh, puts together the curriculum for uh, all of the uh, teachers, but they also allow flexibility for you to be creative, and you can kind of pinpoint, you know, exactly where your students were and what you can add to whatever the curriculum stated. But now teachers have to strictly go by the book. There, there's no more, you know, they pretty much took the fun in a way, not exactly, but a little bit because everything has to be so rigid. And that's based upon all of this uh, standardized testing that has, you know, really made a, a, a greater, uh, it's, it's a little bit too much, it's a lot of stress, I'll put it like that, on the teacher because they have to teach according to what uh, has been planned from, you know, starting from the federal level all the way down to the state and then the county level. So they, they're following all of these guidelines, and they are feeling like, okay, we got to get all of this information into these children, and there's a, not enough time in the day to get all of the, the components that they want us to teach our students in order to make sure that they are going to be successful in life. Wow. Anna, what sparked your interest in becoming basically a public servant, and how has this shaped you as a person? Well, what sparked my interest, you know, I've always loved children growing up. You know, I, I played uh, with my dolls, but then it went to a point I started teaching my younger sister, uh, and then it went from teaching her to my cousins, and then I realized, oh, okay, I, I, there's something here. There's something I might could do, and my grandmother, God rest her soul, she went to heaven last year, and she, and she told me before, you know, years before, that, um, you know, make up in your mind what you want to do, and you do it well, you know, and have something else to fall back on in, in the event that, you know, the other thing doesn't work out for you. So I decided that, you know, working with children would be my first uh, venture into a, a career. And, you know, that was the thing that... Uh, it, you know, kind of inspired me to want to uh, do something uh, to help children because I love teaching uh, my cousins. I love teaching my, my baby sister, and, and, you know, and I saw how they were learning. So I was like, okay, you know, this might be something that I can do for the rest of my life. Well, Anna, what message would you give to those looking to become educators? And who are some of the leaks? Well, let's answer this question first. So what message would you give to those looking to become educators? Well, first of all, you have to make sure that you have a passion and a desire for education because uh, all of the families are are different. You know, it's it's very unique. It's not like it was when we were growing up when uh, you already knew when you got to school the do's and the don'ts. In this modern age, uh, everybody... Uh, And then we have so many things going on with children being, uh, you know, molestation going on, uh, child abuse going on. And the teacher, of course, is not always seen as the the creme de la creme like it used to be back in the day. Uh, So it's now you have parents who are teaching their kids. Well, if your teacher says something bad to you or if your teacher hits you, you better let me know. So, and it's not to say that I'm... Uh, advocating corporal punishment or any of that, but it's just to say that 
a lot of times, uh, you know, teachers are just not respected. And sometimes, uh, you know, we are not viewed as um, loving. So you, you have to you have to be able to have a compassionate uh, side. You have to be understanding. And you have to be able to, to look at the other side of the coin when you're dealing with parents and you're dealing with students coming from different uh, socioeconomic backgrounds. Wow. You know, that's a very good answer. And uh, we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and continue our great conversation with Anna. It's your life. I'm James Cody. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. And I tell you, Anna is really putting it down. And, uh, you know, if you want to be part of the conversation, again, I'm going to keep telling you, 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's one 888 344-1170. Hey, Chris, can I uh, get a little bit more of that song again? Absolutely.
Okay, Chris, I'm getting carried away over here. I'm getting carried away, man. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it. And you know, uh, I tell you, uh, uh, we got a caller, Chris? A call from Atlanta. Uh, Carl, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, sir? Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. So we got a great guest here. You got a question for us? Yes, I do. First, I want to say I love her performance. And uh, my question would be is, since she's an educator and now an artist, if she's able to help uh, in the new movement of these young people, how can she give back to the community, uh, knowing her talent and educational background? Well, with that said, uh, my goal is to, uh, once I start doing some recording, and, you know, I do have many opportunities when I come in contact with other young performers. And basically, you know, I'm always passing down information, you know, things that I've acquired along the way. So that will be my way of uh, giving back to the community. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, I just met a an eight-year-old at one of my shows, and I'm going to start giving her voice lessons. With that said, my goal is to, once I start doing some recording, and, you know, I... Thank you, Carl. All right. When I come in contact with other... Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, you you are... I mean, I I got this question. Um... What inspired you to become, you know, switch careers uh, from education to music? I know you've been doing it for 14 years and you're very, very good. But uh, when when did you say, oh, I'm going to do this? I'm going to do this. Well, actually, I've been doing, I was performing while I was working all of the 40 years that I've, uh, you know, been in education. I worked in between my my full-time job, which was in education, and then on the weekend, I was a performer. So I've been doing this since I was about 14 years old. I started out working with uh, a a five-piece band, and I was with a a little family that uh, had their own group, and I was a part of that group. So that's where I got a lot of my training from, and you know, I, I always knew that eventually at some point in time, once I retired, then then I would become a full-time entertainer. I didn't want to be a starving artist, so that's why I stayed in education for so long. And I, Because I listened to my grandmother. She said, you got to have something to fall back on. You know, what if this music thing doesn't work out for you? Then what? So that's why I went into education. You know, I, I, my God gave me my two loves. You know, I'm telling you, I listened to, uh, you sent three of the songs. We're only allowed to play one tonight, but you you don't have to worry about being a starving entertainer because uh, I'm telling you, me and Michelle, we love all three of the songs. And uh, and I know you're working with my buddy, uh, uh, Sweet Lou, and, yes, and, and a lot of other, other artists out there. Uh, and he is uh, incredible. And uh, so he said, JC, you got to get her on the show. I know she's up and coming, but you got to get on the show. So I am thrilled. And I tell you, we got a caller uh, from Lithonia. Stacy, are you there? Stacy's almost there. I got to push another button, James. Hang on one <laughs> okay. Second. 
Okay. You know, we're, we're waiting on Stacy. Stacy was calling oh. in. Hey, Stacy. It's, you know, so uh, Stacy will be with us shortly, uh, but, uh, you know. I think Stacy's there now. Stacy, how are you doing? Welcome to the James Cooley Show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you guys? Well, uh, I tell you, uh, just chatting with Anna, I'm telling you, my spirits are all the way up, you know, going in the, into yeah. you know, Friday and the weekend coming up. So, you know, so. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Well, my question was, even though I, I know her and I've heard her perform, I always wanted to know um, where did she get the desire to, to go into the um, the field of, like, jazz and, and not pick some other genre? How did she decide on jazz? And who was her inspiration? Um, was there any particular group or, or uh, you know, artist that just really... Um, stands out in her mind, who, who she enjoyed growing up. Well, hello, Stacy. <laughs> hey, girl. Well, I will tell you this. Um, my dad had all kinds of music in the house. You know, the weekend was mm-hmm. jazz, blues, gospel, pop, rock, classical. Uh, we had it all. So, and I used to go through my dad's collection of, you know, Thelonious Monk, Miles Davis, uh, Dinah Washington, uh, Dakota Staten, uh, Nancy Wilson. So I, I would like to say that, uh, oh, and Ella Fitzgerald, you know, I can't forget Ella and Sarah Vaughn. So my dad had so many, uh, different, uh, forms of music, uh, and I heard the jazz, you know, that was, um, what we listened to on Sundays along with the gospel. Sunday evening to be jazz, and so I decided once I heard Nancy Wilson and Dinah Washington, I was like, hmm, so I might could do something like this, you know, later on in life, but you know, originally I wanted to be Patty LaBelle. I, I'm just going to put it out there, y'all. I really wanted to be Patty LaBelle. <laughs> uh-huh. But, you know, the jazz thing, uh, because jazz is, is such a creative art form, and you can go so far with jazz and another thing jazz is ageless you know when you have other genres of music uh you know pop rock you know well rock is not that bad you know as far as age you know you could be you could be the beatles or you know and be 80 years old and they'll still love you but needless to say uh that particular genre of music uh it's the uh american art form it, it was created by our ancestors and i just felt like that would you know be a way to pay homage to all of those wonderful people who created the uh, that historical art form okay all right see that i, I didn't know all that okay yes, right. well, girl, we didn't you. talk about that did we <laughs> no but thank you very much that was interesting i appreciate you so much stacy all right take care Take care, darling. Anna, what have been the... Anna, what have been the challenges getting into the entertainment industry? Well, the challenges are, you know, there is oftentimes, uh, you know, you have a lot of snipers out there, I call it, you know, kind of blocking, blocking your view. Uh, from moving forward, uh, you know, you have uh, a lot of naysayers 
who, you know, think because of your age or because of your size, because of your, you know, color or because of the fact that you're a woman, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, you know, those are some challenges that I've had in the past. But now that I'm older and wiser and I know how to deal with those shysters, I don't have that problem anymore, you know. But uh, I would say as far as uh, once upon a time, uh, the challenge was trying to get a record deal. And uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, those things would come into play of, because of, you know, they, a lot of times the producers or the, um, the, the big wheels that are, you know, sporting the money, they want a certain image. And if, that, if you don't fit that image, uh, a lot, oftentimes, you know, you, you, don't get, you don't get the contract. You know, I had an opportunity once upon a time to get a record deal, but at that time I was 32 years old. I was, you know, I'm a mother. And I was married. They didn't want that. You know, they didn't want you to be married. They didn't want you to be a mother at that time. Uh, but now it's okay. Uh, but those were the things that I dealt with. And then once I got, uh, you know, I started meeting other people who actually had record deals and, and became friends with them. And they kind of told me the downside to being in the music industry. And I started researching the industry uh, probably a little over 25 years ago. Once I started looking at, you know, how they do the contracts and just the things that they go through, artists go through, I decided, you know what, I don't think I want to do that because uh, I'm not going to sell myself out, number one, and I'm not going to, uh, I love to eat, and I'm not going to be looking like uh, I'm anorexic, okay? <laughs> you know, because, like I said, image is everything, and there's nothing wrong with looking beautiful and all of that good stuff, but, you know, I like to... I like to sell uh, authenticity. You know, I don't like to be fake, <laughs> you know. And oftentimes that's what a lot of people had to deal with in the music industry. You know, you had to be someone uh, that you didn't want to be. They they made you be who they wanted you to be just so they can sell records and, you know, and they tell you what to, um, you know, sing. Wow, you're absolutely right. Uh, and that's how entertainment is. But we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and continue this great discussion with Anna D. Solomon. It's your life. I'm James Cole. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. We got the fantastic Anna D. Sullivan here, and I'll tell you, uh, she's telling us uh, all about uh, from education to uh, uh, a musician, artist, and uh, she's really putting it down. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anna, so uh, do you write your own songs, or uh, how you go about uh, 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 identifying your music? And also, do you play any musical instruments? Well, I do write my own uh, lyrics to the songs. You know, usually uh, musician friends of mine will give me a track, and then I'll sit down and listen to it. And, and then, you know, I, based upon the music, I just kind of go into a mode where, you know, God just starts giving me the lyrics, and, and he gives me the title, and then, you know, I go from there, and then you know, that's how those songs uh, evolved. I believe one of the songs that you were listening to was called Love's Lamentation. And basically that song uh, just speaks about a, a person who uh, is just trying to plead with uh, her love of her life uh, to understand her. Uh, she was thinking that he wasn't understanding her, but, you know, she was dreaming. Uh, and then eventually, you know, he, he came around. So uh, that particular song, uh, I definitely wanted it to have a different twist as far as the title. Uh, I didn't want it to be like, you know, the same old, same old uh, love relationship type of situation. And I also did not uh, want the title, uh, you know, I wanted it to be something that people would think about, you know. Who uses that word anyway? That, that's a word that's in the Bible, lamentation. That's one of the books of the Bible. And a lot of people, you know, don't know that. But, you know, hopefully when that song comes out, that will be another topic we can discuss. And, um, you know, as far as the music uh, uh, is concerned, I I'm, I get so uh, inspired, you know, oftentimes by things that are in the world. You know, I've, I've written some other songs like uh, the, I have a song that will be uh hopefully be recorded before the end of the year with Lou Talo, Sweet Lou. And uh, I will, uh, it's, a, it's a song that uh, embraces the uniqueness of the people of the world. That's what that song is going to be about. So it's going to be a, a real nice, uh, it'll be a, a traditional sort of bebop tune. I will give you a little tidbit on that. Uh, but it's going to be nice. And definitely you know how Lou puts the spin on a song. Absolutely. You know, I'm telling you, you get me all excited right now. And uh, uh, I tell you, in my uh, 
producer Noah, if he's listening, he's probably jumping up and down. I mean, <laughs> you know, but uh, I tell you, how do you connect with your audience during your musical performance? Well, you know, I, I'm always, uh, when I connect with people, I'm, I'm always looking to see what, what their facial expressions are, uh, how they're feeling when they come in. Uh, if, you know, you have people that may come in that, that look, look a little down. Uh, you have people that come in that are happy and some get overly happy and they're excited because, you know, they want to hear some great live entertainment. So I try my best to uh, just be myself uh, in connecting with them. And I'm always uh, giving out, you know, some type of words of wisdom. And, uh, and I don't have a problem speaking about the Lord when I go out and perform. And nobody has ever told me we don't want to hear that. Uh, and it doesn't matter what nationality I'm, you know, performing in front of everybody. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Psalm 91, you know, because I was telling everybody at the, uh, height of, um, well, I would put it like this, at the middle part of the pandemic. Uh, I didn't perform with my ladies of Motown. Uh, I was asked to come like in March, and, you know, we kind of did the shutdown and everything, and I was like, oh, we're not ready. So by August, we said, okay, we will come out. So the people that were there, you know, the Lord just put it on my spirit to just kind of start speaking to the people about, you know, just trying to calm everybody and to reassure everybody, you know, that there's no worry. Even though it seems like uh, we are in such an uproar, uh, but, you know, there was a peace that came over, uh, you know, just me telling uh, a couple uh, and everybody in the room, just please uh, uh, pray for uh, uh, Psalms 91. I said, stay on Psalms 91. And one of the gentlemen in the audience, he said, me and my wife just read that just today. And, you know, that was the connection right there that I had with that couple. And then, of course, everybody else was kind of like, oh, I didn't even think about, you know, Psalm 91. That's the prayer of protection. And, uh, and I remember reading a story, a soldier story, uh, where this particular uh, soldier, I can't recall the name of the story, but, uh, but I do remember there was a, the, the leader was a um, sergeant, and he um, basically used that prayer to save all of his men, and it worked. You know, that was the power of prayer and faith. So that's how I connect with my audience. You know, I wow, you know that the power of prayer always works, and, yeah. uh, and 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 that was absolutely fantastic. I think we got another caller on the phone. I think we got my main man Freddie from San Diego. Are you there, Freddie? <laughs> how you doing, bro? <clears throat> no, man, great show, man. I I have to tell you that again. Um, I like different type of music, and now that you're a person as an artist, um, how much control? can you take of your own music? Because sometimes when I hear music, it's almost like a repeat or, or you know, it, it's no variations or anything like that. So well, you know, the, well you know, when you are independent, first of all, thank you so much for, for coming to the show, uh, Freddie. We are so excited. All the time. All the time. I love this show. All right. <laughs> Great. Well, I would let, let you know that being an independent artist, you know, I'm not signed to a, a record deal and I'm not looking for a record deal. Uh, 
I, you know, because like I said, I've, I've learned the business for myself and, uh, you know, I like being uh, my own creative entity. I like not including the middleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, definitely. My, you know, future earnings. Uh, but needless to say, the good thing about being an artist, and in my case, I was exposed to so many different genres of music. So, mm, yes, I, great. yes, I am a jazz artist, but I'm also mm-hmm. pop. Yes, I love, uh, you know, music, but I also do old school R&B. You know, I'm an oh, old yeah. Oh, soul. yeah, I was right here, too. Yeah. I'm an old yeah. soul. And, you know, if I wanted to tackle some, uh, you know, some classical I can do that too, you know, but that hasn't happened yet. You know, I used to play around with it when I was a kid. Uh, but needless to say, I love all kinds of music, and uh, and I've written all kinds of music, and that's my oh, goal. That's good. No, that's wow. good because my mom had us listen to classical. I mean, some of everything, <clears throat> and then yes. you know, so I've been exposed to a lot, and so I do like all different types of music. I'm glad you're on the show. I'm enjoying this show and uh, enjoying you too. Thanks wow. for being on. Thank so much, hey, Freddie. Freddie thank, thanks for always calling in. We're down to less than two minutes to go. And yep. uh, I, I tell you, this is, is absolutely extraordinary. And there is no better way to start a weekend off uh, than to have a guest like Anna on, that uh, educator. Uh, artist, uh, she said jazz, but she can do it all just like she said. You know, so uh, Anna, I want to thank you so much for taking time to come on the show tonight. And I tell you, uh, we're going to have to bring you back on again later, especially when you start releasing some of this music. Okay, yes. so, uh, So thank you so much. I'd like to thank my great uh, co-host Michelle Cooley for always being here. (laughs) I'd like to thank my producer Chris. You know, you know, Chris uh, comes. I mean, this is probably our third or fourth show. I'm not sure, Chris. I know we're getting to be (laughs) almost five now. Oh man, it's it's there and uh, big numbers. Most most important, I'd like to thank our listening audience for always tuning in. My main man Freddie, he's always there. We're gonna have to get Freddie on the show one of these days, but he's always there. And so uh, keep in mind that we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message and bring these great guests on. I tell you, I want everybody to have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And we will be back Monday, full slate. We got a great lineup coming up Monday. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back Monday with It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Bye. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life.
where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do.